0: Welcome to Shared Instance, a podcast on iOS development by three iOS developers in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Sam Corder.
1: I'm Alex Argo.
0: And I'm Alex Robinson. This is episode 110.
1: So, how's it going, guys? You guys ready for some uh, dub dub action soon?
0: Soon? <laughs> yeah. You know, I always panic about flying in airplanes, just like I'm going to miss the flight or something. and. I'm not nervous about it right now, but I can tell, like, subconsciously, I'm starting to get a little bit worked up about it because I'm having dreams about missing my airplane flights. Oh, man. Or or traveling (laughs) someplace and missing the train or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, and you work out of your house now, so it's just like this. You don't even normally have to leave the house every day, right? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you're turning agoraphobic or something.
0: You uh, also I'll need to be careful.
2: That. Planes aren't as safe as they were last time you went for a flight, so um lots of
0: lots of fights in the air. I figure I'll bring a mouth guard and it should be fine.
1: <laughs> you're not you're not flying uh, United, are you?
0: Isn't no. That, isn't no. that the bad one? <laughs> I'm flying the good one. Wait, there is none.
1: But there's a bad one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's there's bad ones and badder ones, right? Yeah. I don't know how many, if any, of the international flights are banning laptops, but I have to imagine that's going to cause some grief for developers who are flying in for DubDub, if that is the case. I know, I think the EU shot it down, the, the laptop ban. Yeah. But there may be some countries that the uh, U.S. isn't allowing
0: laptops to come in from. Right. And what those would be, I think it's uh, direct flights from the Middle East. For the most part, yeah. There's that's going to hit a percentage of the people.
2: Well, they were trying to trying to widen that ban, but I think it mostly got shut down.
1: Yeah, most bans yeah. that the administration tries to make tend to get shut down for various reasons. But uh,
0: <laughs> it's a conspiracy.
1: Yeah, it's right? it's probably for the best. But anyways, uh, we, we've we've talked about a lot of dub dub predictions. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, but one thing we haven't really talked about is if we expect there to be any hardware or if we want there to be any hardware dub dub. Um so what do you what do you guys think?
2: There's been months of rumors of the iPhone 8, but uh you know, I think traditionally we don't see that until August, September timeframe, so I'm not really expecting anything in the phone space. But uh what about some of the other hardware categories.
0: Yeah, they did debut the original or the the newest Mac Pro there, and then, of course, it was another six months before they actually released it. It was just kind of a, hey, look what we've got coming. A little teaser.
1: Yeah, I've got to imagine we may get something similar to that. I mean, it's practically been announced at this point. They said they're working on it.
0: Yeah, and I guess it would depend on how far along they are. If they're Still in a concept phase, and and they're not even going to have something until maybe end of twenty eighteen. I don't think we'll see anything.
1: I I feel like they they've got to say something about it, and they can't say something about it without showing anything. So I've got to imagine we're going to get some kind of teaser video, or or maybe like some very loose specs or something like that. I, I can't Im- can't imagine they they announce it like they did, and then don't address it at all at the developer conference. That would seem really unlikely to me.
0: I don't know. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me coming from Apple. It it was just a surprise that they actually said, hey, we've got something coming.
1: Right. But if they don't say anything at DubDub, then they're going to get asked about it somewhere else, whether that's in some interview they do with the press or even like one of those live podcast things where... You know, maybe John Gruber will be like, so how about that Mac Pro, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like we're going to get something. I I doubt we're going to get like, uh, it's coming 2017 or anything like that. Or here's everything that there is to know about it. But I've got to imagine we're going to at least get a drip of some information. Maybe what they actually meant by what a modular computer is or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I suppose there's also the Siri in a can thing that their little smart speaker that will probably have a screen as well, because you need to have a screen these days on your speakers.
1: Apparently. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked about that a couple of weeks ago and we all felt like th- there's been enough rumors about this that they'd have to announce it at dub dub because there would probably be some developer component to, you know, whatever, like the equivalent, uh, APIs that we hopefully will get. I don't know if there'll be any more generic than the stuff we currently have on iOS or, or what. It
0: could just be a very expanded Siri kit and then we don't actually get anything concrete until September or October time frame.
1: So like we get like 30 new different like APIs in Siri kit or <laughs> we get more generic yeah. stuff or something like that you think? And that's That'd be it?
0: Yeah. Well, they've done this with, with the iPhone itself, right? They, the year they introduced auto layout was the year that they also introduced the iPhone 5, which had the extended height screen. And then they improved upon auto layout over and over until we got the wider and taller iPhone 6 and 6 plus. We could technically see something get a little bit better along the speech APIs, but not see the hardware? I don't know. They didn't have a a March event this year, and anything that has trickled out so far has just been a little bump. And so it could just be that they've got all this pent-up hardware ready to be announced and released.
1: Well, yeah, like we had talked before and we said, DubDub's not normally a hardware conference, but in addition to the stuff we've talked about, it seems like there's pretty heavy rumors about new iPads and new MacBook Pros. I think I just saw today that their availability has decreased by a bunch, which normally is indicative of impending updates. And they may not be gigantic updates, just maybe a spec bump or something. But it seems like this might be kind of a hardware-heavy dub-dub compared to normal for some reason. Or maybe it won't be. I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't really know what to make of all this.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't have a whole lot to offer in iOS 11, so they're just going to bombard us with hardware.
2: And you know, there's definitely things that'll be introduced for iOS if with new sensors or WatchOS. Uh, you know, there's talk of blood glucose monitoring and and similar sensors being added. There's also the talk of the Siri. Well, but we we wouldn't need any new
1: hardware for for that, though, because they already have, like, blood glucose monitoring and health kit.
0: But not attached to uh, something in your watch, though. Your, Your watch can't do it today.
2: And there's a bit of a mixed message there with, you know, depending on how far they go with it, it may require FDA approval, which causes probably a more significant delay to the watch, so... I think it's questionable whether or not that'll even be the case this year.
1: Yeah, I'm not expecting to see any watch hardware announcements this year. I feel like Apple feels really good about the watch I and think, are going to be waiting to to rev that. I could be wrong, though.
2: I think hardware-wise, the most likely uh, hardware to be announced is going to have to do with an Echo competitor or something with the iMac or Mac Pro.
0: And we could also see a small spec bump in the the MacBook Pro just because it, it's kind of rumored and it, it wouldn't be unusual for Apple to release a spec bump. Yeah, and that that
2: often happens kind of in the background, not really talked about it dub dub. You know, there's likelihood of a Cabby Lake uh being added to the or the new MacBook Pro having a Cabby Lake processor, but nothing significant in terms of design. Right. I
1: mean, yeah, the one thing that that would do that would be nice is that they'd they show us that rather than, you know, in previous updates where they would just wait forever to update stuff, that, oh, there's new hardware, we're going to put it in and let you guys pay us for it, because they weren't doing that for a while. So that that could be a good sign, just as like a hey, developers, we know you want the fastest, latest thing, so here you go. Might make make people feel better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement that anything to do with the watch or the phone is is probably going to be later this year, if at all. And then, well, we know the phone. There's too much buzz around the phone, for sure, but the watch is, is still kind of in question.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind a 4K Apple TV at dub dub, but I don't know. I've that 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 could be cool.
2: <laughs> There's also that whole CarPlay thing that they used to talk about. They really haven't mentioned that hardly at all in the last few years.
1: Oh, the hardware is, keeps coming out, so I don't know what yeah. else they have to say.
2: Yeah, I you know, I don't know if it's evolving or not. Part of the challenge with CarPlay is you've got like a three-year lead time often with the uh, automobile manufacturers because just the, the way things get certified and designs kind of roll out, it's, you know, by the time you get that new car with CarPlay in it, it's probably antiquated technology.
0: But isn't the CarPlay thing really more just like a an AirPlay receiver in a way? So mm. it's a second screen for the most part it's all driven off of your your phone right
1: it it is driven off of your phone but i think that it has a separate completely separate api i I think the only third party apps that are kind of available for it now are some audio apps um they don't even have like third party maps apps to my knowledge you have to use apple maps on carplay and a lot of people like to see like ways be allowed to do a carplay app so we might get some You know some changes on the software front, so maybe we can do more stuff. But I I think they kind of have it locked down intentionally for for safety.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's more of a special partner thing, like you're saying. You know, we don't really have access to the TV app, right? If you want to create a a video streaming app of some kind, there's no public API for you to tie into. Yeah.
2: So that kind of brings us to another piece of hardware, and that's the Apple TV, which hasn't been updated in a little while. So, you know, we could see some, some updates there. I, I think there's rumors of maybe a new remote.
1: That would be awesome.
2: <laughs> the, the remote I... is probably one of the worst design. It looks nice, but the usability of it is just horrible.
1: Yeah, I would, I would like, I've got, three or four Apple TV fourth gens right now. And I would probably go out and buy new remotes for all of them if I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you use the, the remote app on your phone instead of the the little one?
2: More um, often than not, yeah. I use uh, just a regular old uh, RF remote, IR remote, I mean. And, uh, you know, I just program that in. Yeah, uh, and for the most part, that that works better. Uh, oddly enough, you know, one of the network apps, they redesigned their app, and it doesn't work with an, an old-style remote. You have huh. to have the touch remote, which is kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah. There are some interesting things. like When you are using that old old Apple TV remote, your search dialogue changes up. You get the keyboard that's from the original apple t v where it's all the the grid of letters on the side of the screen versus being all at the bottom of the screen, and so your on screen keyboard can overlay your content if you're not careful. Hmm. yeah, experienced the bug with that in a client app, and it's just the weirdest thing,
1: yeah, that's weird um.
0: Have you guys ever used the Siri
2: integration with Apple TV? Like, outside of like, you first got your Apple TV and you had to try it out. Since then, have you used the Apple TV, uh,
0: with Siri? No, not at all.
1: I have on a very rare occasion, but only if I'm just like messing around trying something out. Yeah, I haven't used that at all. I, and I think the main reason is because most of the content providers haven't really opted into that. And we're getting more and more that, opt into the TV app, and I think if you're in the TV app, that means that your content is searchable and viewable from within the TV app, so you should be able to Siri search for it, but Netflix is not one of those, and that's a big app that I use, and I don't think Hulu is either. I'm...
2: I think Hulu is, it, is that the that on the TV there? app. Okay. I think so. CBS, Hulu, um, you know, there's... Several rumors suggesting that we'll finally see the Amazon Prime video on the Apple TV, uh, and that could be part of the keynote this year.
1: Yeah, that'll be nice, and I can stop boycotting Amazon's video services because there may be some few, few good shows on there.
0: I find that they're, the Netflix and Amazon catalogs, they have a little bit of overlap, but they're different enough that you can get enough out of both of them.
2: I think a lot of the movies that are available on Amazon are also available on Hulu and some of the other services. So, like, the movies, I don't think it's uh, necessarily a, a big argument. It's, it's the original content and uh, some of the TV series that Hulu doesn't have an agreement to, to to bring on.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Hulu, Netflix... Even CBS, to some extent, are all trying to kind of do what HBO has done and have all this special content only you can, you can only get from them. So how are you guys feeling going into DubDub? Dub? Uh, you know, as our listeners hear this, uh, it's going to be a couple days until DubDub. Dub. Um, we haven't really heard that much rumor-wise, except for some of this hardware stuff we've talked about, which is, I don't feel like it's kind of abnormal
0: yeah, you know with like iOS seven, the going into dub dub for iOS seven, we had pretty strong rumors that skeuomorphism was dead and we were going to get a whole fresh new look. I don't think we had a whole lot of rumors with iOS eight, even nine or ten. Really, do you guys recall anything?
2: Not really. I mean, they kept Swift under wraps fairly well. I mean, there was definitely some buzz about. Needing a new language or a next generation language uh, to replace Objective C, but you know, a lot of that was just kind of speculative. and And I think what was being proposed or discussed was not was not anything like Swift. I think they were thinking more of that 4GL style language than uh, you know something a little bit more uh, <laughs> something a little less C like, but yeah.
0: still in that same vein of family of syntaxes yeah
2: so i think it was more how can we make something that was more approachable easier to build apps and i don't think swift necessarily slightly more approachable but not not in an order of magnitude more approachable
0: i do find it interesting that apple likes to promote swift as this great beginner's language and maybe it is if you're scratching the surface but there are a lot of advanced functional concepts in Swift that you just don't even find in your standard everyday Java-like language.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some complexity there, some power. But I think generally speaking, it's it's easier to pick up Swift as a beginner in code in Swift than it is Objective-C, uh, but that doesn't mean you could go into somebody else's code who's who is using those power features and understand what's going on. Right.
1: So this is kind of interesting. While you guys were talking, I pulled up, um, I looked, looked for 2016 dub dub rumors and 2015 dub dub rumors and 2016. Um, I, I guess from the invite and just from other rumors, uh, I'm reading this article that came out before dub dub and Siri and I were the, kind of widely rumored big things that were going to happen at dub dub, no hardware, but Siri and iMessage stuff. And that's overall kind of what we got then. And then 2015, um, there was actually, uh, Apple's streaming music service. We'd, we'd been hearing out about a lot, uh, coming in and we sure got a lot of Apple's music service in the keynote. That's no. for sure.
0: Betty <laughs> Q dancing around. Yeah. And well I th- we were supposed to get
2: the new apple t v then too, but that got pushed down so. yeah and, right
1: uh, so the the ipad multitasking was a was a big rumor, and that definitely was a you know fairly big part um so I feel like you know there's a lot of just kind of software rumors out there the past couple years that people kind of knew what was coming, but I don't really feel like there have been any of those. This year, I don't know if it's all this other hardware stuff that Apple has gotten people to pay attention to. There's other stuff going on in the industry or what, but I feel like there's kind of a blank slate software-wise. There's lots of stuff that we'd like to have, for sure, but...
2: I think, you know, there's definitely lots of discussion around AI and AR, VR, so we could see something in that space, could even be hardware-related, but I don't... No, if we're really expecting that both google and uh, oculus have demoed standalone vr headsets i really don't expect apple to have anything like that but we do know that they're working on vr related uh, and ar related uh, concepts
1: yeah they've only talked about ar publicly but um yeah i i, I guess in my mind i just feel kind of optimistic that we'll be surprised and there might be some cool stuff just because we haven't heard that much stuff. Because like you said, I don't think yeah. we're really expecting any AR stuff this year. Uh, it be, it could happen, like maybe some API level stuff, but well, it's kinda... Even
2: what Google and Oculus presented, those are the... This is stuff we're working on. It probably won't ship this year.
1: Right. And Apple doesn't do that except for if they really piss off developers, and then they do. <laughs> Because they did the same thing with the Mac Pro last time and hadn't updated in a while, and they're like, uh, sorry about that, guys. Here's this new Mac Pro, it's coming later,
0: and it's so so awesome. Yeah, well, part of
2: that was they brought manufacturing to the US, and you know, there was a long cycle there, and they, you know, that was kind of a
1: well, that was Apple's spin, but I think they were. People were pissed that they did not have new Mac Pro hardware, so they were like, "Uh, it's coming, guys. Yeah. Don't don't ditch it for Hackintoshes or Windows machines or whatever."
2: I do think Phil has suggested that we'll see some UI changes in iOS this year, but I don't know. I I don't think it'll be dramatic. I think it'll be something a little bit more evolved, a little more uh, robust that takes into account some of these. Trending design.
1: Yeah, um, but but buttons. we always get iOS UI tweaks, and maybe these ones will be yeah. better or something. But I, I guess I'm optimistic yeah. for once about what's coming. Are you I'm guys optimistic at all? Or
2: I'm expecting Kotlin to become an official language on <laughs> iOS.
0: <laughs> that, may, that may come, I mean, not as an official supported language from Apple, but that would be very interesting if they just kind of got tired of Swift and said, hey, brains well chris is gone now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you don't
2: necessarily have that same same uh, influential advocate uh driving the the language decisions uh, not to say they don't have a lot of really talented people on the swift team but i, I know chris was fairly high up in the organization so uh, i don't know at what level i i'm pretty sure craig is probably a big supporter of Swift. And I honestly don't expect them to drop it. But I do know that JetBrains is working on bringing Kotlin to iOS.
1: Alex, I feel like you're trolling Sam really hard right here. (laughs) Because Sam would love that. uh, But you don't really think they're going to talk about Kotlin in the slightest. No, (laughs) no, I don't. don't.
2: But I do think, you know, I kind of look at Kotlin as Swift for other platforms you know it's got a lot of similarities uh the one one of a a few advantages of Kotlin over something like Swift is you know Kotlin doesn't have the the baggage you know it's it's immediately uh backwards compatible so it's you've got the binary compatibility so you don't have these painful migrations but it is still evolving there are language changes even though it's been around for probably 10 plus years it's uh, still very much an evolving language
0: well they need to work in they need to work out how they would uh, function in a platform that doesn't do garbage collection for instance right
2: right yeah i think they're building swift native or kotlin native on llvm so they may actually run into the same uh, compatibilities issues that Swift has if they make and continue to make language changes. But uh, I do believe the JetBrains folks have a pretty good handle on, on language design and tooling. So I, I don't think they'd go in naively, nor do I think Chris Latner and team went in naively either.
0: No, but you know, the best thing if we did get Kotlin for iOS is. Day one it would have refactoring. Yeah.
2: But, you know, app code from JetBrain still doesn't have much, if any, refactoring for Swift, so it's there's still a blocker there. We might see Swift dropped in app code and just <laughs> use uh, Kotlin. Or maybe Kotlin will generate Well, uh, I doubt it would generate Swift code, but
1: <laughs> so we're we're already like Ten ten thousand ways of this is never going to happen, but
2: yeah, I think the yeah. biggest <laughs> issue
1: is is that uh, there's I, I'm very doubtful still that this year sourcekit extensions will get enough rights to to even allow like JetBrains to make a refactoring tool for Xcode if we got Kotlin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, they've got two hours to fill. I I don't know what it's going to include. I I really can't imagine what's going to be new with Mac OS. Uh, You know, it's it seems like they probably have some room for discussion on hardware. I also think that a good percentage of their revenue last year was service-based. So music services, uh, selling apps, uh, selling uh, iCloud, uh, storage space and things like that. you know, that's a growing part of their business. So we could see a decent amount of conversation around services. I don't think they're going to try and compete with an AWS, but you know, Google has added a, a bunch of services to their stack around like AI and machine learning and things like that. So we could see something in that space from Apple. I don't really expect to, but, um, if if they're getting a third of their revenue or whatever it is from services, they might continue to, to try and grow that side of the business.
1: So Alex, sum up your dub dub feelings in one sentence.
2: My expectations are low. <laughs> the big thing is that as long as Johnny, John or Jimmy Iovine, whatever his name is, and Freddie Q aren't on stage, I'll be happy.
1: Did you say Freddy Q?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Q. Yeah, sorry, I'm screwing up everybody's names. I actually have uh, something on my screen that says Freddy. I'm on the uh, Freddy JSON parser GitHub page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So what about you, Sam?
0: Yeah, Apple's going to... They've been working on some things for probably well over a year, and we're going to see the fruits of those labors. Whether it's trending down in the same direction with AI like Google is, I don't, I don't know. It's not really been there focused lately. So I feel like we're going to see definitely some more opening of the platform. So maybe some more APIs that we can plug into, more extensions, and things like that. Things that are a little bit more Android-like in that sense, but in a nice, focused, and controlled way, not the style that Android does it in. And so... Yeah, you know, I think with iOS 11, the big focus was this opening up the OS in these certain certain areas, and we're just going to see that continue on. Kind of a, a glass nosed of uh, experience for iOS. If you know your Russian history, so I I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, to going out there next week. Curious how it's going to work out being in San Jose. I don't think it's going to have quite the same feeling that it had before when it's back in San Francisco, but we'll see. And what about you, Argo?
1: I've already said it. I'm I'm optimistic. We're gonna get some cool stuff just just based on the fact that we don't really know that much.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't have
1: any anything else to say other than that. Really.
0: All right. That's
2: about all the time we have tonight. Why don't you guys tell us where we can find
0: you on the internet? You can find me at Sam Quarter on Twitter.
1: I'm at Alex Argo.
0: I'm at AJ Robinson, and the
2: podcast is at Shared Inst. And you can join us on our Slack channel at com. Great.
0: Thank you. And remember, if you like what you hear, leave us some ratings on iTunes or recommend this in Overcast. We appreciate the support and thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, specifically in Overcast, you hit the star. <laughs> right isn't that the way to do it you hit so hit us hit the star for us,
0: <laughs> okay.